Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Week one in the books in Miami, which means I can make a bad joke. I, we- I can and I will say that the heat is on and off the court. And you can see it through the water even as we get set for TC Live, breaking down the Miami Open here 2022 edition. It's been a fun tournament so far. A lot of highlights to get through. A lot of storylines as well as we take a look at what we can expect today on the show. Highlights, interviews, analysis as always. Venus and Serena at the Oscars. Rafael Nadal, recovery update. That's something that everybody in the tennis world keeping tabs on as we welcome you here tonight. TC live from our Santa Monica studios. Glad to have you with us. No Eagle, Chanda Rubin, Andy Roddick. Uh, Look, I know that Venus and Serena are at the Oscars right now. I think we've got the most important show in show business happening right here. TC live. I mean, this is our Oscars. I'm all for it. And. Of course, being here with you and Andy, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, Andy, I, look, the Oscars <laughs> might be on, but we've been keeping tabs on the tennis all day. We know where our priorities are. Hey, uh, listen, the, the Sarindolo brothers might make it to the quarterfinals. <laughs> I mean, that's a big deal, especially compared to the Oscars. They, have, they got nothing on us, <laughs> Noah. Yeah, look, King Richard, King Sarundalo. I think, oh, wait a second. We do have to take a look. I, I give props because I've never been to the Oscars personally, wow. but I don't know how you feel, Chanda. That's just awesome stuff. That is going all out and level. rightfully so. Yes, this is next level. They have been so fabulous on these red carpets, but this is the ultimate, and they're bringing out the big guns here, Venus and Serena. Looking fly. Very much so. Very much so. I don't know what you would go with if you were nominated, maybe, Andy, for an Oscar. If you were, I know you've got, like, a tuxedo T-shirt in the back somewhere. Is that is that your go-to for an Oscars type of getup? I don't know what I'd wear, but it would probably be a fail. You know, I, I just love the, the hype around their story. I feel like for so long we almost felt entitled to their success, and we took their story and where they came from for granted. And, you know, whatever happens – the celebration of what they've accomplished is just amazing. Getting Will Smith on board, obviously a huge deal, but it's just kind of fun to watch it. Uh, watch, watch them march their story around in a more formal fashion. It's, it's awesome to see. Yeah, win or lose, congratulations to everybody involved with the project. King Richard was tremendous, came out exactly as expected because it's an awesome story. Yeah, and I so we it. got to enjoy it. I, I did it. too. Let's get into the tennis today from Miami. Start with Iga Fiontech, who will be the new WTA number one a week from Monday, taking on Madison and Brangle, the American today, and Chanda Sviantek looking every bit the part. Yeah, she's just been so impressive, knowing that she's going to be number one in the world, kind of having that pressure, but you could not tell by the way she's been playing against Madison Bringle there, just had the rhythm, she was aggressive, using the forehand beautifully, just controlling tempo, controlling play, and playing like a world number one. 
That forehand is the big weapon for Shviontek. And the second set got a little bit tricky. Bringle finding some ways to get into this match. She is a really real veteran player and not easy to play against. But Shviontek just showing so much poise in those important moments. This was a, another fantastic win. Yeah, 13 in a row now for Shviontek. This one dropping just three games in an hour and five minutes. It leads us to another American on the court, Coco Goff, who is right on the heels of Danielle Collins for that number one American in the world rank. A tough match with a tough opponent on the other side today, Andy, but Coco looks strong again. Yeah, and I love this first point. You see how she's driving through that forehand and creating depth on it. When she's not super confident, she leaves that one uh, short sometimes. So to really take it big cuts, going after that back end, getting more depth on that forehand, as we'll see later in this highlight, finding the mix between going after the forehand and hitting that looper up the line. Uh, she's always had the wheels, one of the most incredible athletes I've seen in the game. Now on the run, flipper up the line, not an easy shot, especially in a breaker. Closes out, closes out the set strong, down 5-3. Cruises right through the breaker. Coco looked great. I love seeing her grind out those tough sets. Uh, the serve two years ago, double faulting a lot, a little inconsistent. She's improved that so much. Coming forward, we don't see her do it as much in singles, but she's obviously a very accomplished doubles player. I think she's top 10 in the world in doubles as well. Uh, really kind of using all of her elements here uh, in this match today. I love the way she looked. And here's that forehand up the line, change the place, get the pattern to run through the back end, even though uh, that shot was missed. I love that adjustment that she's making. Hugs for everybody, Coco through. First meeting between Zheng Shui and Coco Goff goes to the American who talked with our own Prakash Amitrash after the match. Is there an aspect of your game that you're most proud of that you've been working on the last 12 months mm -hmm. that, um, that is finally sort of coming together? Um, definitely just taking my time in between points. I feel like... Uh, um, you know, tennis is kind of a sport. You like within two or three minutes, you know, you could be down. Two or three minutes could be like eight points. Um, so I was really trying to take my time when the pressure moments came, uh, just to give myself time to think. Taking a look at the draw now, it leads us to the two victors we just saw: Iga Swiatek and Coco Goff heading back and forth into this fourth round. Kudermatova and, and Kvitova up top, but I want to focus on that one because that's got a lot of star power. It's got a lot of intrigue, obviously. Already mentioned how Iga Swiatek has locked up that world number one a week from Monday. Coco Goff in the live rankings up to 14 in the world as well. So two essentially top 15 players going head-to-head. -head. It feels like with that number one ranking locked up, Iga Swiatek has the pressure a little bit off her back. But what do you see with this matchup in particular? You know, I, I think this is an interesting one because it's it's one that, you know, they're used to since juniors. I mean, these two were in the similar class. They, you know, played, uh, you know, junior matches against each other in singles and doubles. But here, Iga Swiatek is and has kind of lapped, you know, the players around her age group. She is the number one player in the world, will be. And for Coco Golf, I think that gives her a little more inspiration. It also puts a target on Sviantec's back a little bit more. Goff has played some fantastic tennis in pressure moments, and the match she won today, she really had to get down and battle and fight and play a mature brand of tennis, and I think that's going to help her against Sviantec, and look, she's got everything to gain in this matchup, uh, certainly, and it's one she has to feel like she can win. Yeah, I, listen, I think Sviatek is just on a different level than than planet Earth right now. You know, <laughs> no no offense to Coco, but you have to like what, what Iga's bringing to the table. You know, you thought maybe there would be some nerves getting to number one in kind of the aftermath of becoming number one. She's not. She's a machine. She's a robot right now. One thing that Coco has to do is take chances on her serve, right? Go big with that first serve. Even go big with that second serve. Try to get the rallies out of Iga's uh, strike zone because... 
Iga, for you don't see a lot of people who are on kind of the this upward trajectory and then say, you know what? I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to try to get even better. The way she's playing aggressive tennis is so impressive. The way she's curious about getting better, so impressive. Coco has to take the racket out of her hands. That's uncomfortable for Coco. It's something she has to do if she wants to get through this matchup. Yeah, no offense to Coco Goff and no offense to planet Earth either as Iga's fiance <laughs> continues just to surge forward in the world of women's tennis. Should be a fun one either way on Tuesday. Speaking of fun one, we had this match circle. Fabio Fanini and Nick Kyrgios, just two shot makers, two entertainers on tour. And Nick Kyrgios, Andy, continues to play some ridiculously good tennis. Yeah, and you know what he's not doing is making weird errors and making weird decisions. He is so in control of device, his devices right now. Served over 75% first serves uh, for the match. Last I checked, moving the ball around, switching directions, pulling the trigger on this forehand inside in. That's probably his best forehand. Obviously, Fabio very capable of hitting the flashy shots, but over the uh, course of a larger sample size, Kiro's just too much here, taking cuts in the forehand, moving well, is focused, was a little bit calmer today, said he didn't want to get into the histrionics, he wanted to let Fabio do that. I said, do we even know this guy anymore? It was uh, it was just a performance, and you know, I, I know Nick Kyrgios doesn't like us old people talk, giving opinions about him, but my opinion is that he's playing better than anyone up to this point in the tournament. Uh, dominant performance for Nick Kyrgios. I love the way he's going about his business. Obviously, has always had to serve. Is you know kind of threatening to show some maturity more often. Uh, another great performance for Nick. So Kyrgios gets it done in straight sets and talk with Koch after the win. Nick, well done. I caught you this morning with your morning coffee and you seem to be in good spirits. <laughs> yeah, I was in the Players Cafe getting my oat latte and I yeah turned the TV on Tennis Channel and the protein peaks. <laughs> <laughs> and he took Kyrgios over Fognini. I'm not going to lie, it gave me a bit of confidence. Trying to find the remote, turn it up in the cafe. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. Noted TC Live viewer, Nick Kyrgios, by the way, with the win. Francis Tiafo to follow, taking on Juan Manuel Sarundalo. Not a simple one, Chanda, but Tiafo, another performance where he stood yeah. out as a young American. Yeah, he's uh, been playing such a mature brand of tennis, and he played really measured tennis in big moments. He's aggressive when he's needed to be, and just didn't have a lot of troubles. Kept the focus throughout that first set, tucked that away, and kept it going against a guy in Sarundalo who's just 20 years old of age who's gotten to a career high recently and, and been playing nice tennis but Tiafo with more experience more understanding of how to play in the bigger moments and the serve plus one was on time and time again and that's the type of tennis I've been looking to see from Francis Tiafo. he has got all the weapons he's such a fun player to watch but when he's focused like this he's a very dangerous player as well looks like he didn't even break a sweat today finish this one six three six two just an hour and five minutes for big foe to get through to round number four where he takes on Sarundalo. No, wait, Sarundalo into Sarundalo. It's just a ton of Sarundalo. We'll get into exactly what that means for Tiafo in just a bit. But want to win away potentially with Nick Kyrgios, a potential date in the quarterfinals. Kyrgios would have to get through Yannick Sinner as well. But Andy, it's been, I know you talked about it already for Nick Kyrgios. It's been an impressive turnaround, impressive tournament so far for him. Continues to show his skill set on the hard court. But what do you think this means for him overall as he continues to just build some momentum here in 2022? Well, I mean, the reality is we hadn't seen him play a lot of matches back to back to back to back to back for like two and a half years. It's almost impossible to get in a groove and, and, and produce great tennis consistently if you're not playing. 
So simply the fact that he's actually entering more tournaments, getting more looks at the basket, getting more repetitions, he seems to be at a great place in his life uh, by, by his own admission. So listen, if everything is a little bit calmer on the outside, you feel a little calmer on the inside, and he's actually playing tennis, right? You get into match shape by doing it. He has looked lights out. He looked great at Indian Wells. He's looked even better here in Miami. It's been pretty good for him. And, and listen, I know that Prakash's protein picks can certainly spark something. Clearly, that meant something to him this morning. All I need is Prakash to tell me I'm going to do something. <laughs> I know I'm going to run through a wall. But for whatever Nick Kyrgios is doing right now, he has to keep it up because he – I've loved watching him ever since he broke on the tour, essentially. I know that everybody in the tennis world feels the same because when he's locked in, there are not many guys who are more fun on the tour than Nick Kyrgios. Yeah, he's a shot maker, Kyrgios, and right now putting it all together in terms of his mindset, and that's the part that has been a little up and down, has at times been a struggle, and he's admitted to that, Kyrgios, but the guns, the weapons that he has in his arsenal, the serve has been phenomenal, and from the ground he's hitting big. I mean, he just out-hit Fabio Fonini, and on this hardcourt surface, uh, Kyrgios, he's so comfortable. I mean, he is definitely one of the guys that is a favorite for for this event could be an explosive matchup in the quarters with Tiafo Curios. We'll see if either or both of them can get through, but we still have plenty to go through here on TC Live. Glad you're with us tonight because some big updates moving forward. We've got a hot shot that you've probably never seen before in your life. Gamal Fis is on the court. He always has game. He's an entertainer himself, and we've got a lot more to get through in the tennis world. So don't go anywhere. TC Live continues next. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Back here on TC Live as we get through a couple more highlights from Miami. Gail Monfils, so you always keep your eyes on him. We, we already went through one Sarundolo. Let's move over to Francisco Sarundolo, Andy. Just, just take over because I can't keep saying the last name without making mistakes. Which last name? Sarundolo? Uh, uh, yes. He, listen, <laughs> he was moving. He never really let Gail get set. You see him just distributing the ball kind of everywhere, side to side, mixing it up. Gail didn't really know what was coming. He was using short balls hitting deep really really savvy match uh from Sarundolo Noah uh and and Gail you know was kind of ended up forcing it a little bit uh here and this is explosive wheels absolute wheels Monfils isn't used to seeing someone move uh, as well as him that was that was certainly explosive and for someone who hasn't gone deep in a lot of hardcore events and especially at this magnitude it was great to see what the moment meant to him afterwards absolutely solid game plan executed to perfection and uh, listen, Gail Monfils is always gracious in defeat. Uh, tonight's not an exception. Uh, great match. Yeah, Francisco Sarundolo. You see, now I'm getting used to it as we take a nice look at Gail Monfils' wife, Elena Svitolina, and rackets for refugees are for Ukraine. 
www.hellofun.io. I had just tremendous stuff across the tennis world. Everybody's showing their support, and Svitolina is certainly included in that list as well. As we move over to the women's side of things, Jesse Pagula, the American in action as well, taking on Elena Rabakina and Pagula trying to build on what was just an incredible 2021, a solid start to 2022, and it continued today. And Pagula, she has just played so beautifully when the hard court season rolls around, and she's a big hitter. And these were two women going at it, but it was Pagula who was just a little more consistent, moving so well around the court, good anticipation, and you know, just playing well within herself after taking that first set. Really did a good job on serve did not face a break point throughout the second set. And when she saw her opportunities to move inside the court, she was very quick off the mark with her first step. And overall, just kind of took Rybakina out of the match, forced her into a few more misses, and this one on match point sealed the deal. So a fantastic win for Jesse Pagula. Three and four for Pagula. She moves through as we move to another American in action. Shelby Rogers makes her way onto the court, taking on Veronica Kurbatova. And the Russian came out firing early. Chanda didn't look back from there. Uh, this is another big hitting match uh, with Shelby Rogers just getting outmatched, outclassed in that first set. And Kudermatova didn't do a great job behind her first serve, but did it behind the second and took Rogers completely out of it. But to Rogers' credit, she got into the match in the second set, started holding serve. And that emotion from Kudermatova, she had to bring every bit of her game to get through this in, in two sets. But she's another player that has been moving up the ranks, has been managing her emotions out there on court. And in tough moments, she's digging deep. And she's one of the cleaner ball strikers out there. And it came through at the end of this battle. Yeah, really solid performance for Kudamatova. Gets through in that second set, 7-5. As we take a look at a couple more scores from Miami throughout the day, Paula Bedosa just continues her tirade through. It seems like every time she's on the court, it's been dominant. Three and two for her. Kvitova, seven and six. Really five and one. But all this to say, she got a straight set victory as well as Arenka forced to retire in the second set. Still moving through, and Rafael Nadal, a big update in terms of his injury. Is he ready to go? Well, we think he might be getting closer. We'll tell you exactly what we mean when we come back on TC Live. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Best part about this tournament, it just keeps rolling into week two, starting tomorrow here with our regional sports network coverage. T2 coverage as well, our featured matches. Aslan Karatsev taking on the defending champ, Gubi Hurkacz, and then Safnovich and Bencic. Battle of the itches, if you will. Going head-to-head on our RSNs and T2. We move over to the men's side. Yannick Sinner taking on Pablo Carreño Busta. I mean, this is a good matchup for a variety of reasons, Chanda, but Yannick Sinner ends up putting on a show, so to speak, in a number of ways through this match. This was a battle, and, and really the match of the day. Carreño Busta 
got the first word in. He's so good on these hard courts. Krenja Vucic is so solid. But Yannick Sinner having to save match points. This in the second set. He already saved match points in his first match. Sinner did, trying to better his result from last year as a finalist. But he played terrific tennis when he was under pressure, kept going for his shots on this one inside the baseline, using the forehand, coming in, perfect timing. And it's not easy to play that kind of tennis when you're constantly down. But Sinner was able to do it. And when he got his opportunity there to close it out, he did so in spectacular fashion. Terrific win for him. Shout out Syracuse for the colors as well. A little orange and blue as the world number 11 takes on Nick Curios. Coming up next, we've got Thanasi Kokonakis taking on Dennis Kudla, another American in action. But this one ended up being almost a war, a domination of sorts on certain levels back and forth between the two, Andy. Yeah, super entertaining. And two guys that have earned their right to play deep into an event like this. And both have gone through so much. Kokonakis having a great comeback year. Kudla playing a lot of matches last week. Uh, both just grinding for this. You could see how much it meant to them. At the end of the day, Kokonakis just a little too tough for Kudla, and you can see that relief on his face, but props to Kudla. Back into the top 100, playing well. Won a tough challenger last week, but listen, Kokonakis too tough today, and, uh, and rolling so far in 2022. 5-6-6. Six, six. That was a fun match. This one was going on pretty much simultaneously, Andy, and you know, Mackie McDonald, it's been an awesome watch to see him resurge himself as a professional player, go through all those injuries, but Sasha Zverev is just a different level of tennis player. Yeah, that first point, you know, something you didn't really see in the 80s and 90s is guys six foot seven getting off the mark this fast. I mean, he almost could have caught that in the air. You, The way that these guys are moving from the heights that they move from is unprecedented in the history of tennis. It's uh, it, it's a bit of a new day, and Zverev looked uh, looked really good tonight. Struggled a little bit first round against George. Uh, much better tonight. So Zverev with a simple win. Take a look at a couple more scores. Kasper Ruud with a simple victory for himself. Got past Alexander Bublik, although we will see a little bit more from that match later in the show. Cam Nori with a straight sets victory over Hugo Gaston as well. So Week one in the books in Miami. That means we move over to the social net here on TC Live. We're going to start with Rafa Nadal as he tries to make his way back after sustaining that rib injury late at Indian Wells. And this is an interesting angle that we got. It was originally going to be four to six weeks. The recovery time might actually be a little bit sooner than that. So, Andy, the question to you is this. Rafa's in his mid-30s. He's got more accomplishments than any of us could ever dream to. One day have. He is trying to potentially get back for Monte Carlo. Should he rush back? Should he take the extra time? If it was you, you were in his body, what would you do? Uh, well, one, he's a better decision maker than I'll ever be. <laughs> Two, at, at this point in his career, I don't think he needs five events or four events going into Roland Garros. I think he needs two events, maybe three events. So if I'm in his camp, I'm going, listen, I know you're feeling great this year, but let's not be in a rush. You know how to play on this surface. You have, you've, you've caught confidence in a bottle at the beginning of 2022. Let's make sure we're healthy for Roland Garros. That's the prize. That's what's going to matter. That's what's going to affect your legacy. Yeah, in some cases, maybe he needs just a couple of weeks before Roland Garros with the start he's had to this year, the matches he's already gotten under his belt. But certainly having a little more time 
to get into an ideal space and rhythm in that week before um, the Roland Garros, the red clay, I think that is plenty for Nadal. So good signs that he could come back sooner and just give himself more time, uh, you know, to have the ideal schedule. Slowly but surely, I'm starting to believe that he's actually Wolverine and he just heals faster <laughs> than the normal human as we take a quick look at our upcoming schedule for Monday, day session 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. for the night session, TC Live Encore coverage to follow. More TC Live next. TC Live, Andy Roddick. This might be my favorite hot shot I've ever seen. Check out what Alexander Bublik did here. <laughs> that's, that's big praise. I better see him, like, do a somersault and a high step or, you know, or, or hit it with the grip of his rocket, apparently. Hey, Noah, do you, do you remember last night that I said most of the hot shots, hot shots happen when the match really doesn't matter anymore, like yeah. it's already done? Yeah, you're right. Case in point right here. I'm more impressed... The, the Wolverine last night. Yeah, you know what? The Wolf one was incredible because he would not only did he do it lefty, he choked up on that racket. That was pretty ridiculous. Are you even allowed to hit the racket with I, the handle? No, mean, apparently have, you have are. Have we ever looked into whether Apparently you are. All I'm saying is I'm going to practice it on the, the table tennis side of things and see if I can master it there. And Let then maybe know. one day when Let you and I get out hitting a little bit. All that's to say, let's look at our Monday's <laughs> featured matches. World number one, Daniil Medvedev, hopefully soon to be world number one for him, will be in action taking on Pedro Martinez to kick things off. Naomi Osaka, Ali Risk, Coco Goff, and Iga Sviantec. That one has a big circle around it, as does Taylor Fritz and Tommy Paul. But we've got some action to look forward to, certainly on the women's side. And for more, we go to Danny and Prakash over in Miami. All right, Noah, back here at the Tennis Channel Cadillac desk. Fia Spot and the quarters is up for grabs. Danielle Collins taking on Anjabor. I know that both of them pay attention to who you're picking, so I'm going to put you <laughs> on the spot. Who's coming out of this match on top? Well, I think it depends on how healthy Danielle is. Look, Anz is in fine form. She came over the other day, and I said, you know what, Anz? I picked you today to win, and pretty comfortably, she says, oh, no, I, I better go out there and perform. And guess what? She gave up three games, and Kaya Kanepi is a tough opponent. So Anz is playing very well, but Danielle's been struggling with her neck, and she had a bit of issue with it in her last match. Got to see how she's fully recovered. Hopefully she has, because these are great conditions for her. But if not going to be a tough one against Anz. Looking forward to a big Monday of action here in South Florida, Noah. Thanks so much. Those guys are the best. They're the best. I love Danny and Prakash. Prakash with another perfect shirt for himself, by the way. But I do want to talk about that Taylor Fritz Tommy Paul matchup. It's the Young Americans. We talked a lot about Fritz yesterday and just how impressive this run has been for him. Dating really back to the October Indian Wells from last year and how much he's put together. But, Chanda, when you look at those two going back and forth, I know yesterday we were talking about pushing each other, coming from the same country, coming up together through the juniors. What do you see as what could be the defining factor between the two? I mean, they've both been playing, you know, high-level tennis. Tommy Paul last year just making some big moves up the ranks, getting those wins that – give him the confidence in big moments and certainly against Taylor Fritz who would be a more familiar opponent relatively speaking you expect them both to kind of come out and, and play good tennis it's going to come down I think to who can be a little bit more aggressive in those big moments that's been one of the staples of Tommy Paul's game when he's played his best and for Fritz as well but the serve for Fritz has been a huge weapon I think that may be you know a little bit of the, the wild card how mm. how well that holds up and if Paul can kind of defend against um, you know, those shots from, from Fritz. 
Andy? Yeah, and one of the one of the things that makes this matchup exciting now is that we know to expect a high level of uh, tennis consistently from these guys. Obviously, Fritz knocking on the door uh, of the top 10. Tommy Paul winning matches consistently, right? Tommy was, I remember hitting with him six years ago uh, in Austin, and I'm going, man, this guy's got everything. He's athletic. He can hit a big ball at the forehand, has a weapon, moves well, and then you would see him go two or three months without winning a match. That doesn't exist anymore. Tommy is matured. You know what you're getting on a daily basis. He wants this matchup also. He goes, I don't want to be forgotten in, in, in Taylor Fritz's way. He's my boy, but I also want to be on the map. I'm excited for this one. Oh, it is. I said it yesterday. I said it again. It's a great time for American tennis. It's a great time for TC Live with you guys, for Chanda Rubin, Andy Roddick, our whole crew. Glad you could join us tonight. No Eagles saying the tennis always continues here on Tennis Channel. Great Monday ahead. So, so long for now.